This is episode number 10 with Watching for Foxes. Welcome to the I Love Music podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. Happy holidays, I Love Music podcast friends. If you like what you're hearing, please share your favorite episode via word of mouth or social media and tag ilovemusicpodcast.com. This past December, you might have noticed both of my episodes being Michigan-themed. I've lived in California for over eight years now and still have so much love for Michigan where I was born and raised. Besides doing this podcast, I also manage a couple bands from my home state and am happy to share this interview with Watching for Foxes. I got to sit down with two of the members, Joey Frendo and Jeffrey Cardis. The band functions as a seven piece and depending on the venue, sometimes they strip it back to a four piece. Their live show is amazing and they create a passionate and striking sound that you won't forget. Here is my interview with Joey and Jeffrey. So um, tell me a little bit about both of your backgrounds in music. Um, So I originally uh, didn't start off uh, singing or being involved in music um, until uh, pretty late in um, my um, high school and college career. I didn't really, um, you know, was interested in sports and did some other things, but um, I remember kind of being inspired by a few different songs and um, kind of realizing that I enjoyed to sing and um, actually saw Mumford and Sons perform um, on the Grammys just like flipping through channels and kind of like vegging like you normally do on a on a Sunday and I saw them and it just kind of opened up my world to um, like that style of music and what could music could be and um, so after like watching them and kind of going to some different shows I got together with a friend of mine one of my best like childhood friends and um, try to start to play around with music and write songs and kind of started to realize like oh maybe I could do this and I always had a passion for writing and did you know you could sing or that you had a voice? We, uh, so my family was, it's kind of funny. We always, one of our things, we would just like always sing in the car and uh, played a lot of like Michael Jackson and Gladys Knight and like stuff like that and like Jim Croce. And yeah. so we always would sing. And um, my sister actually went to school for music for a long time. So she always had a very beautiful voice. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of like later down the line started to realize I could sing. And actually, um, like in passing, I would, you know, like, saying things that I kind of enjoyed and people would be like, oh, that sounded really good and kind of just sounded like a formality. But as I started to do it more, um, it just kind of became something that people started to recognize. And then um, like when I realized like what music really could be from the writing aspect, kind of like melded those two things together. Um, I actually, I mean, we, (laughs) in college when I was playing football at Alfred State, uh, um, we had this like silly sing, like silly talent competition and my teammates had heard me sing and I'd recorded some demos with um, Jared, who's our guitarist in the band and um, had not really shown him to anybody but my roommate. And he like coaxed me into singing um, in front of some of my teammates. And then I sang a cappella there and people, wow. I sang a, I sang a, a Mario song, <laughs> very R&B-y, but yeah, it was just kind of a joke. And then people seemed to really enjoy it. And then, yeah, I just really started to, to love music and learn that I, something I wanted to do. What about you, Jeff? So I came up uh, in kind of the, the classical world. I'm the cellist in the group watching for Foxes. And um, I guess I kind of got into 
the more you know rock band setting side of things uh really in my my college career um i had done all you know string music up until then and kind of met the right people in school and started to sing and also play guitar and bass and stuff and just really fell in love with the band setting and yeah. this, this different style of performing that I found. So um, <clears throat> I remember seeing, you know, some live bands growing up and one particular, I saw a, a Beatles cover band and just like fell in love with the idea of, of performing like that and just yeah. kind of knew like, that's what I wanted to do. So I, I kind of like to be all over the spectrum. Um, I like all types of music and, um, you know, I am, I'm always game to, play anything I can. Where did, um, where did each of you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Hesperia, Michigan. Uh, originally I was born there and after um, completing middle school, I moved to Fremont and, um, yeah, that's where I met most of the guys and, um, Jeff, you also were from there, correct? Yeah. Uh, I met Joey in high school, uh, in Fremont, Michigan. And, um, I did not think that we'd end up in a band together years down the road. That was, it's kind of just a crazy coincidence, but we knew each other from some sports and, you know, small town, so everybody knows everybody. And, uh, yeah, we kind of just um, fell into communication. We were both doing the music thing. I was actually living in Chicago in the time, and Joey and I would talk because we were both trying to, you know, be successful musicians, and we'd text and call and everything. And um, eventually I decided it was time to move back to Michigan and it just kind of the stars aligned and Joey said hey you know we have an opening in our band looking for a new a new cellist and uh, would you want to do it so tried it out it was a great fit you know it felt like we were we were back in the, the old, good old days, good old days. <laughs> of being buddies and uh, it was just a blast from the start so I knew it was it was meant to be how, then, how do your how do your songs come together what what what's kind of like the process for that like does someone come up with an idea and bring it to the group or yeah. um, what, what normally happens there is Jared our guitarist um, he him and I like work really closely together and especially with with the material that we have for our album Undone Bird that's out um, we a lot of those songs were just born from him and I like coming up with um, like him bringing a riff to me and then me putting a vocal melody behind it and then um, like inserting lyrics there and then bring yeah. it to the band um, in various stages of being finished whether it was just like one verse or a part of a song and then bringing those to the, the rest of the band and then really like exploding from there. Um, and as we kind of build uh, more new material, it's becoming more of like a, like a full-fledged, like every time we get together, you know, on a weekly basis, we start to try to flesh those out as a full band to really like yeah. explore those sonic uh, landscapes. But yeah, those, that's been the process so far. And Jeff helped a lot with um, lyricism on like finishing touches for this record too. So um, it's a lot of stages, but we, kind of bring it from there and then Jeff and I um, put a lot of the finishing touches on the sonic spectrum of stuff and on the back end of like the post-production stuff too. Jeff you like adds like a lot of different like with the cello and um, with the the bullhorn or what what is it? <laughs> the megaphone? Yeah the megaphone yeah, when you're up on stage. It, it's funny um, just quick note everybody loves the megaphone like most of all we always <laughs> that's like the biggest compliment I get not the not the crazy looking electric cello but everybody's like nice megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It was like ten bucks at Best Buy. So, but uh, yeah, um, that's kind of my role in the group. I think as the string player, um, I try to add a lot of. I like to think of it as like cinematic qualities, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, or orchestral and um, just really moving parts. Um, 
Joey often says it's like another, it can be kind of like another melody that it's happening simultaneously with the vocals, which is a really interesting way to think about it. Um, and yeah, it just really kind of fills it out. Yeah. I so I never try to be, um, you know, on top of everything unless it, it's necessary, but it's really this sonic element that I think brings a new flavor and a new character to the songs that we have, um, especially when, you know, like Joey was saying, him and Jared will bring these these great ideas to the group, and uh, then we get to, you know, really explore with, with what we can add in there with all these different instruments going on. I mean, we have seven people most of the time, so um, at least touring, we usually have seven people with a full band, so it's, it's a delicate balance of, yeah. you know, what should be placed where, and, it, and we kind of approach it in a mathematical way, you know, not to overdo it, but just to intricately piece these these uh items together these sounds together so it has a, a successful sonic presence that's so great um what's the music scene like in grand rapids michigan oh i think it's it's definitely a flourishing scene um there's for us we're lucky there's a great folk rock scene um, we kind of fall into that category we're certainly expanding but um, there's a great folk rock scene there there's um, the hip-hop scene's up and coming. Um, there's a good indie rock. I mean, you can find yeah. pretty much everything. And we think of Grand Rapids as our our, uh, our little big city, you know? So it's it's uh, the whole city in general is just kind of exploding right now, so yeah. it's exciting to be there. But um, it's, it's also a super tight, close-knit music scene. Like, I've lived in some bigger cities, and it, Grand Rapids is just so supportive. Um, it's crazy how much local bands will will do for each other you know yeah. it's it's not as you know cutthroat and competitive as you might think it's everybody just kind of wants to help each other out right they're willing to help people get on a bill or into a venue or you know help sell tickets which is always always yeah. a tricky thing for bands you know that's one of the hardest thing you can do is sell pre-sale tickets sometimes so um it's it's super supportive i think too the thing about grand rapids that has really um kind of incubated um and expedited our growth as a band is um, like Jeff said, the support and also um, the hub that it's become for arts and culture in Michigan and in the Midwest in general. Um, Jeff yeah. mentioned it's really booming right now, and there's so many great um, bands who are exp- doing really exploratory, expanding things, and there's um, kind of been a boon in, in venues and people wanting to come to the city to pursue art and music, and it just is a really great place um, to feel fostered in, in that creative way, and people mm-hmm. really respect that. Um, and take it seriously because there is so many artists, you know, not even only in music, but visual artists and people who are doing, you know, even from brewing and like, there's just so many people, they understand that journey and that vision and they take it seriously and respect it. And it's so, um, it's not too big where you get lost in the shuffle. Like everybody knows everybody still feels like, and, um, yeah, it's just a really beautiful place to be, to be living and to also go other places and kind of be a hub in that way as well. We're, have a lot of access to other cities so we feel really fortunate to be there i don't know um if watching for foxes could have um better succeeded anywhere else to be honest that's so great what went into recording undone bird yeah so we had worked with a couple different producers on our first two eps um we we like to consider those more demos now we were so young as a band we're still only um about two and a half years old so we were so young then, um, and we did a lot of good exploring and yeah. um, finding like what we wanted. And we found a, a a guy named Ben Zito, who's a really well-respected musician in a Grand Rapids band called The Crane Wives. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a folk rock band, and um, we ran into him a couple different times. And um, we he, we had talked about working with him, and he was building his own studio. 
Um, and he, it was just, it just ended up working out really well. Um, and we worked with him and we spent a lot of time in pre-production and, um, building the songs up and kind of making old ones new, Mm -hmm. um, and also writing some new material. And he just did a great job of, um, capturing his, uh, capturing his voice in the recordings as well as like accentuating ours. And, um, that was a really great process. And we recorded in about two weeks. And so it was just, yeah, it was just a great experience. And it was, um, with the, with the, and Jeff can talk about this more too. He has a lot of good things to say about it, but, um, we were in a very, like the building was still being finished and stuff. So we were in a very like raw space. There was like raw exposed beams and insulation and stuff. And with the, with the feeling of the record, with how emotionally charged it is and how Mm -hmm. really raw and unnerved some parts of it can be, it just felt right. And I think, um, Ben did a great job of not only capturing like the songs, but the story behind like us as a band, like making that record. Um, and it's a lot about transition for us and kind of staking our claim and trying to do it for a living. Yeah, I think the album is, um, I love to think of it as as a transition piece, really. It was, you know, early renditions of the band were very much folk-based, like small three-piece acoustic guitar, you know, the acoustic instruments, yeah. only minimal vocals. And now we're this big seven-piece mini orchestra, you know, that take, that gets on stage. So. I think it's a great transition piece to where the band started and then where it is now. Because if you hear us live now in our full band setting, it's definitely a big presence. It probably sounds. It's a, little... a huge presence. You guys like rock it out. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it's amazing. It sounds, and I think it sounds a little bit different than the album. Yeah, you know, so it, it was definitely, definitely yeah. It was a sign of where we're going. Um, I'm really excited to get back in the studio and work on the second album because I think it's going to be kind of a clear. Uh, progression of of where where things are headed so yeah but that album was really special like joey said we we worked with some great people on it and we we didn't give ourselves the time to overthink which um i love being in the studio but one thing i'm often guilty of is oh let me re-record that a thousand times because (laughs) like it's not perfect you know right we just we didn't give ourselves that time we but we had yeah this is our budget this is how many days we had right um and we had to just knock it out and we had some new people in the band at that time too, so it's not like everybody was even super familiar with everything yet. But yeah. a lot of great stuff happened in that studio, and you know, Joey said it was this. Uh, we we described it as like this raw space because it's not. It wasn't a fancy finished studio. It was like still in development, and um, Ben was he's just super talented. Like had fantastic ideas, so we owe a lot of the credit to him for the for the success of the album. But. Uh, it was, you know, he guided us in a way that allowed us to take these songs that, you know, weren't 100% polished yet. Yeah. Um, and turn them into something something really beautiful. And to, to be able to mix, like, seven different instruments going on at once and, and get a good quality mix, that's not an easy task for... In, Definitely for the, not. Yeah. yeah that is not easy. Producer. And a lot, of the, a lot of the tracks are live, too. A lot of the ones we end up using are... Yeah, we did a lot of the album live too so a lot of that um all the harmonies are live joey and i did all those together that's so great um a lot of the guitar and vocals are live prelude is you listen to that track other than the the kind of electronic other sonic elements we have on it that's a completely live track that was one take um brand new song at the time so so that's a special thing about it too because a lot of my favorite bands you know old school bands the beatles classic rock guys they did live stuff right so for me that's special to just Get a few guys around a microphone, knock out harmonies, and and you know have it be on the album. So since being like a new newer band, um, 
what are some of the challenges, you know, you've come across um, along the way? Well, I think we have a very recent example. <laughs> um, on our way from, from Pittsburgh to New York City, uh, we, we blew a tire on the way exploded here. Exploded a tire. Ex- more like shredded, exploded <laughs> a tire, yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that, road challenges, right? Yeah. Um, we've, we've, we've had a lot of things. We've changed tour vehicles a few times. Um, you know, financial things are always a challenge as a band because yeah. we're at a point now where we're, we're starting to make some better money on it. But, it, you know, coming up, it really doesn't matter in my experience you can doesn't matter how talented you are you might not get paid for the gig like you might play the best show that's ever happened and sorry it was a door deal and two people were there and we don't have enough money to pay you so yeah i mean that's kind of a struggle for every artist um and certainly every band and but uh those are those are you know kind of the the cliche things i think too a struggle that we've kind of overcome is you know how do you how do you cope with, I guess, you know, you're going to be in a tight space, a van with seven guys for a few weeks. How do That's you, a lot. How do, yeah. you, how do you do that? Yeah. And uh, we've had some challenges, you know, our, our first, our first tour, to be honest, got a little rough at times. Like it was, you know, um, emotions ran high a little bit and, but now I think we're good at it. Now we've, you know, we were just talking about how we're starting to get, get good at this thing and, uh, it, being on the road is fun. Like we're having a blast this time. It's completely different. Um, yeah. It feels like a totally new thing, and we're having a blast and um, playing good shows. And even when even when the, some negative things like blowing a tire happens, like we were able to make positives out of it. Yeah. Um, really, I mean, you have to. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have. I mean, like if you let every little thing get you down. Yeah, it's... and we're we're starting to see, you know, the 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 positive side of it because. Yeah, we blew a tire, but it, our our tow truck driver ended up being like the the main mechanic for the drummer from the Misfits. So we were able to like bond yeah. with him in that way, yeah. and um, you know he he took some merch and took our music, and uh, you know so that was cool for us because any chance we can get to kind of put a positive spin on a negative situation, and we gained like one new fan out of that, and for me that's worth a blown tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. That's been our motto really um, through this entire um, time. That especially just since Jeff's in the band, I've just been in the band. He, him, and I have. Um, that's been a big transition piece for us as well. When when it was just a three piece, and when we had some other like part time members and stuff, I handled a lot of those things. And yeah, you know, be, this being my first band and my first endeavor, I am pretty voracious when it comes to that stuff. I try to learn as much as I can, but. Um, Jeff came in at a perfect time and has so much good logistical knowledge and so much good experiential knowledge that I think he's really expedited the process um, and us growing. But yeah, those those challenges for us are um, emerging every day. Uh, I think we have a good plan now. I think that we you know have a good plan worked out um, and just in executing that. You know, Jeff and I take yeah. um, a lot of that role on um, in daily. <laughs> the guys always make fun of us, but um, we are like it seems like we're like answering emails like eight hours a day and we just right. you know we we treat it like it's a second full-time job because um i heard a, a while ago that um a friend of mine just said if you want something to be your job you gotta you gotta treat it like it is um until it is so right um yeah we've had just a lot of logistical things and also um you know from my side of it from like the um you know just about creating a you know creating a brand and creating a a, a musical and artistic image you know we've we've had a lot of um, like good struggle in that way, like really mm-hmm. trying to find our voice. And so, um, yeah, those are just some of the hurdles that I think a lot of the bands um, 
that we love we you know we've seen them go through and seen them um like grow through and so we really find like um find solace in that journey because i think it really is kind of forged us as a band and forged us as a um you know as a as a cohesive unit and made the music better and it's i think it's shown up in that way too so yeah just it's just a lot of um a lot of different like culminating factors like jeff like jeff mentioned a lot of logistical things but it's also yeah a lot of just you know trying to find out like who you are and what you want to be and what you want to sound like and what you want to portray to people and it feels nice now um with a couple different write-ups um Jeff Milo did a great review of the album. Yeah. Um, on his yeah. Um, on his blog, he's a Pace contributor and a Detroit Free Press um, contributor as well. Um, and then we had got a great write up by Atwood Magazine here in New York City. Um, it's just really nice to hear like people starting to like really get what we're going for. Right. Um, and so that's reassuring. But yeah, those that it takes time to build that. So I think that that's definitely a challenge. Um, but and having that, that patience yeah. to not, it's not going to happen like. For most, for most bands, sometimes it does. It can happen overnight mm-hmm. with like one song that just like blows up. Yeah, but right. for a lot of bands, it's about building. Mm-hmm. Right, and it only comes. It only comes like right at the intersection where yeah. your your image is. I mean, for the best bands and for the most successful bands, I think it only becomes like where the art becomes good enough to like be found. But when also right. when somebody finds you, so we've been like preparing for that moment as as frantically as possible and like building that. Um, but I mean, every day we find different things to accentuate and to, um, to focus on. So I think it's really just, you know, it's really interesting how all those things time out and become, you know, a part of the identity of the band. But I think we've been really lucky. We've had some really fortunate things happen to the band. And so, yeah, I think we definitely are very lucky for what we have so far. And and I mean, speaking from a manager's standpoint, I think it's really great that you guys are just go-getters. And like, just keep wanting to push everything yeah. forward. But like, the, but then also, you guys like just have like this art, natural artistic side too. And like, I think not every artist has that. So it's, I just, I love seeing that. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think too. That's you know, and we're yeah. so appreciative. You've done like a great job already. But um, that's, I think, one of the interesting things about interesting dynamics of like Jeff and I's relationship is that we kind of have a, like a yin and yang effect like I have a little bit of a business and logistical understanding and a lot of artistic and Jeff has like a really good background in both yeah. so we really complement well in that way and we like keep each other sane and keep each other focused and us being like you know best friends really has helped that and like just a really cool relationship and um, a really driving relationship behind the band and um, we have guys who care and want to be a part of that too so yeah. Yeah, I think too on the on the go getter thing. I can't believe we didn't mention this earlier. I'm talking about hurdles, but um, last year we had some gear stolen after yeah. a show, and this is a long story, so we could do a whole other episode on this. But um, basically, we had some instruments stolen as yeah. we were loading out, and we you know contacted the local authorities and everything, and nothing could really be done. So a few days later, we just said, you know what, like we're not cool with people <laughs> stealing our tools to yeah. make our art. You yeah, know? I mean that's. It just was kind of unacceptable for us. So we went back yeah. and on foot um, found found our gear after we just walked all over the city that it was stolen in and, you know, asked some people if they've seen who we had. We had heard from um, others that, you know, d- descriptions of who might have taken it and yeah. where they saw them walking with the instruments. And wow. so, but yeah, we just kind of were like, you know what, we're trying to do this thing for real and we're not okay with somebody stealing from us, especially our tools, you know, that we use to create our art. And 
and we went and got him back. And for me, that was kind of an epiphany moment. Like this thing's for real. Like we're not messing around really. And you know, we care enough to, to make sure that we can succeed in, in whatever we need to do. So, um, we're definitely, I think because too, we're from smaller towns, we've got really good hard work ethic, not to pat ourselves too much on the back, but, <laughs> but, uh, we yeah. are hard workers and yeah. we pride ourselves on that. And we'll do, like I said, one fan at a time is, is what we're okay with. And, um, yeah, some bands make it overnight with a song that blows up, but most don't like, yeah. let's be real. Most don't, that doesn't happen to most. And so, um, uh, we're not counting on that, you know, hope that'd be great, but we're not counting yeah. on it. We're, we're, and we're ready to, to put in the hard work to get where we need to go Two, just to, you know, kind of find a way to put a cap on that. That's been some of the biggest compliments that I've gotten from promoters or people that we've worked with. Um, because art can be such, such a uh, subjective thing, but us working hard and, um, putting our nose to the grindstones, that's pretty objective. And so, um, that's been a consistent theme throughout like the ethos of the band. Um, <clears throat> really, really just working hard and pushing. And, um, we've had promoters multiple Nate from fusion shows has said that just that we're one of the hardest working bands in the state. And, um, we do really believe in that, you know, you kind of got to fake it till you make it and just push for everything you have. And, um, we now believe in the art, you know, we feel confident in this record and what we're going to make that, um, ultimately it's kind of an inevitability for us. Like we just believe that if we keep pushing for long enough and hard enough that it'll happen. So yeah, I, I think that that's, um, definitely a, a identity of the, and kind of part of the flannel rock mystique. It's like, yeah. it's like a workman's, like a woodsmanship, like a workman's, <laughs> like, a, like, like a wood, like a, like a workman's attitude yeah. towards creating art. That's, that's important. It just yeah. doesn't take like divine intervention. It takes like, well, now you got to tell the woodsman's story. Oh yeah. We were in the venue last night and in the lower East side and, we were in the green room, <laughs> and so um, she was, I don't even know what she was dressed up. It was it was some sort of a local, a local, yeah. <laughs> and she she walked into the venue, and we thought it smelled pretty bad in the green room, but because like twenty bands had been loading, but she walked it in, and she was like, "Smelled horrible." Yeah, <laughs> she walked in, and, horrible. Yeah, she walked in, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, you guys smell so good. You smell like you smell like woodsmen." And we're like, "Oh no, we're from Michigan." And she was like, "Oh my gosh," and she's kind of lost her mind, but. She like I think she thought we were adorable, like we were from like like another like another continent or something. Like, oh, you quaint folks from the woods of Michigan, like right. you made it all the way to the big city. But yeah, this <laughs> it is kind of like part of the yeah, like yeah. I said, part of the ethos of the band. You know, just being big corn-fed Midwestern dudes who making like contemplative folk tunes and uh, working hard and being kind. And so, I it's it's yeah. a good compliment. That's so good. Woodsman. Um, what what do you guys put into your live show? Because it's so it's ama- like their live show is great, everyone that's listening. Like what do you guys put into that? Because you guys put your everything. It's like just so it's Yeah, I think for for preparing for a live show, I mean we really we focus on a lot of things that are kind of might seem more behind the scenes, even from, you know, preparing stage plot positions to you know who's gonna who's gonna take a, a solo win to um, getting dynamics better, and because we're big on we're big on you know contrasting dynamics between songs and transitions for songs is is huge. Talking about advice, um, yeah, minimizing dead air between songs, like that's like a huge thing for all bands, and I'm sure any any musicians out there listening know what that can be like to to have dead air between songs or whatever. So the little things like that, we do a lot of uh, fine tuning. I like to call it for. 
yeah. kind of kind of the extra coat of polish on a set um, and just bringing it energy wise. Uh, a great compliment we've received was you know it was a it was a bigger venue we played but not really full. We had there were a few people in there and we were out of town. Weekday, so yeah. Yeah, and 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 the owner came up and said, you know, thanks for bringing it. Like there were there are not many people here. I just appreciate you guys bringing it. A lot of bands just come and kind of are mopey about it and and uh, don't perform an energetic set. And we and we really do no matter what, whether it's a full house or or uh, you know an empty room. It doesn't matter. We're we're there to play and show our art, and um, we want to make it good no matter what. I think too, as far as you know, advice for anybody trying to make it like just get out there and get your music in front of people yeah no matter what like just go play and don't worry about the other things because the money will work itself out the, the logistics side of things it'll if you if you want it bad enough and try hard enough it's going to work itself out and i know it sounds cliche but just go do your art and do it in front of people and let them experience that and just soak up that that emotion that they're having as much as you can because that's what it's all about and that's what's going to take you to the next level yeah, as far as uh, live show stuff goes, um, you know, we work, we've worked really hard on like trying to craft um, like a true experience um, for people. And the record, like Jeff had mentioned before, like the record is really great and we really love it. Um, and we've grown since then and we've, you know, changed some things. We want that to be a different experience. Like if we wanted you to just be able to throw the record on, like, why would you come to, why would you come to a place where, you know, beer might be 10 bucks when you could just sit and listen to it in your house. So yeah. like why, you know, what can we do to craft the, like the live experience and make it uh, better for, for somebody to like experience an emotion or like feel something from, from what we're doing. So yeah. we try to build a, like a lot of dynamics. And like Jeff said, we tried to, we, uh, something that we like to say a lot of the time is like, where are the moments when we can pull the air out of the room? You know, when we, when we can, you know, grab somebody's attention and then like kind of pull up the rug from underneath them and make them kind of like, be be there because I think that's a struggle, you know, just in yeah. the modern like in the modern world we live in with all the phones and have you know seeing right. people's faces lit up in screens and stuff. So I think it's just something you have to do. Um, and the emotionality of our live set is really important. Uh, I think we're big and theatrical and loud and um, and quiet to like make people, you know, again like to make people feel present and totally and experience something. And I think another thing too, something that we've really stepped up and like taken seriously is. Um, I guess two things is um, our keyboardist Ricky almost is like the main driving force behind this um, and Jeff also just just like when we walk into a venue we want to look like we want to look like the band like we want people to be like turn their heads and be like man those those seven guys they're they're in the band so we just try to take that really seriously and um, and look really good and take that seriously and um, and also just just trying to you know build on that like not a mystique necessarily but also just like build on that I mean, idea. Yeah, I mean, you guys look like you're in a band. <laughs> right, you got to I, though. I, but I mean, yeah, yeah, that's just who you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> Musicians. <laughs> right. I always say that that there's there's an art to making music, and then the art of performance is like almost a totally separate thing. Oh yeah, you know, like, totally. So you have to look like you belong on stage too, even you, though yeah, you, yeah. You know, it's the music that that's the important thing, and that yeah. you want to sound good, but. The visuals are important too. <laughs> For <laughs> you know, sure, that's, that's the world we live in, and um, but it's also fun to look good. You know, you want people, and this is why we do it. You know what I mean? Like, you want people to say, "Oh, that's the band." When yeah. you walk into the room, so yeah. I don't think it's uh, a, a conceited idea or anything like that. Or you know, we're not trying to have 
promote image things or whatever, but we just want to be taken as professionals and, and, and look good while we do it. <laughs> so Flannel rock. Flannel yeah. rock. <laughs> we are flannel rock. We, we, we bring out the flannel every once in a while yeah. now still. Especially now it's getting a little colder. Yeah, you'll see a lot more of it if you catch us in a, in a cold month. Um, and uh, so why do you guys love music? Oh, man, that is a big list for me. Um, it has, sh- I guess, shaped my life. It, music has gotten me through every emotion that I've experienced, I think. It's, yeah. it's really been my, my roadmap. Um, I've been doing it, you know, since I was very young, and I think it, it guides me through any hurdle that I get to. Sometimes, you know, you just need to put on a good song, pop in the headphones, and just escape for a while. And, yeah. Um, and I think the fact that, um, you know, I get the chance to, to potentially bring that to somebody else yeah. is huge. And I just, um, I love, I guess, performing music because the emotional, you know, um, transition between yourself and, and the audience experiencing what you're doing is, is huge for me. So just the fact that, Music is, it's a universal language, and I really, I just think it connects us all. I think for me, um, coming to it so much later in life, um, it really just kind of, like, hit me in the face that it was, like, that it was something that, like, especially when I found, like, found the music that, um, like, drives me now. Um, I just couldn't, I can't imagine my life in any other way. And like I said, being involved in sports and, and some other things, like being a college athlete, like, that was wonderful. Um, but a lot of that world was about pleasing somebody else. It was about... Um, you know, about doing things that, um, you know, that would make my coach proud or that would make my team proud or make my university proud. But yeah. like music for me is my way to orientate myself to the world. And right. it only has to like, when I create something, I, it only matters, you know, in a little bit of, of a selfish way, it only matters if it like not pleases me, but if it, but if it like engages me and interests me. And I think we all feel yeah. that way about you know, we want to make things that, that engage others. Um, but I think in, in order to like jump that hurdle f- first, you have to right. yeah, be interesting to yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. um, like being a part of that, like making music is, is my way to, like Jeff said, like a roadmap, it orientates myself, you know, to who I am and who I want to be and who I hope to be. And, um, I think also kind of, um, the, the, <laughs> the artist and me and the, and the storyteller in my own sense, like I listen to music and, um, try to like mine as much as I can out of that because I like hope that our music can be part of that like cultural like mythology right. and like have and like Jeff said like have that effect on somebody else so um, yeah music for for me is just like yeah kind of like echoing what Jeff said like the ultimate um, the ultimate mode of expression between um, the lyrics and and the and the mood that the that the that the instruments can make and the and just like the sonic landscape that can that can move people and um, the voices through like through all that course through all of that, um, like there's just there's just so many faces to it and um, I don't think I've ever listened to a song. Well, that's not true, but most of the songs that we try to make and listen to and hold dear to our hearts, like there's so many things that have like changed my world in that way. So I don't know where I'd be without without music and I think we could all all of us in the band feel that way and yeah, um, it's just. It's just like what we have to do. Like, you yeah. know, it's not, we don't have any other choice. Like, yeah. it's That's wonderful, great. but it's like binding. Um, any, anything else you guys want to add about watching for foxes or? I think for me, like I said, just, just 
the idea of being in this band. And I think, um, like Jeff said, this trip has been really great. And by no means just been smooth sailing, but um, you know, from my perspective, I've just I've I've sat the guys a couple of times and just been really giddy because I feel like we're really um, like starting to to get it and like starting to go somewhere and um, you know not to be like promotional, but I think that you know I I really for for not the first time, but for like the strongest feeling um, that I've ever had, like behind something, like feel like if people take the time to, you know, invest themselves even a little bit by like listening to the record or coming to see us play that, um, that something will be like really reciprocated. And I think we have a chance to do some really cool stuff. And I'm, especially for me, like, you know, just yeah. being the lyricist and that like lyricist and the singer, I feel like I do a very, like I have a very small portion now. Like I feel just so lucky to like have these guys like by my side. And so it's been really, really a blessing and we appreciate everything that that we've that we've gone through so far and what's coming up i think just uh you know the biggest thing is is listen to our music give it a chance um you know approach it with kind of a a blank palette almost and just kind of absorb it for what it is um and uh because a lot of things i've heard people say is you know folk rock might not be my favorite thing to listen to but i really enjoy what you guys are doing so um i think if you just if you just listen, put in the album, listen to it, start to finish. Yeah, because that's how albums should be listened to. <laughs> um, yeah, and just and just enjoy it for what it is, or or don't enjoy it. You know, have a reaction. Right. I, I don't care if it's everybody's favorite, but the biggest thing is I want you to to just have some sort of emotional reaction from it because yeah, um, it's art, and that's why we do it. So. So give it a shot. <laughs> Yay. And on that note, thank you guys for uh, doing this today. Thank you for being on the show. Yes. Thanks for having us, Jen. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. We really appreciate you. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> the I Love Music podcast will pick back up in 2017 with new episodes. Thanks again to Joey and Jeff for the interview today. Thanks to the Bang Ups for the Keep Walking theme music. If you want to learn more about Watching for Foxes and want to see some live video, visit watchingforfoxes.com. I'm going to leave you with one of their songs called Two Lovers. Happy holidays, everyone. Our love was young and not arms heavy. Carrying each other from the doorsteps, the sweetest out. Chest like how it all started Holding yours, 
trying to keep us from falling behind as we do. Who wouldn't know you would take me coming home in flesh and bone for you to figure out you didn't want me around? Thank you.